The My Ag Life Daily News Report is the go-to daily ag news source for California agriculture. The hour-long daily news report can be heard every Monday through Friday at 5 a.m. and is available on demand with the My Ag Life app. Download it for free at myaglife.com. This podcast is sponsored by WaterRight Technologies. For effective control of nematodes, look to WaterRight Technologies. Visit wrtag.com slash promax for more information. Welcome to My Ag Life, where we cover your world in agriculture. This podcast is powered by the top publications in the industry, West Coast Nut, Progressive Crop Consultant, and Organic Farmer Magazine. Here is your host, Taylor Chalstrom. Hi, welcome to My Ag Life. Today, we're talking with Steve Vasquez, technical viticulturist for sun-made growers about weather station use in vineyards and how newly developed weather technologies provide beneficial insights to growers. Welcome, Steve. Thanks for having me. Yeah, glad to have you here. Steve, let's start by talking about California Irrigation Management Information System, or CIMIS. You know, how has it traditionally been used and what are some of its potential shortcomings for providing weather data in a vineyard? Yeah, good question. CIMIS is a, is a um, I, I guess, relatively old system. It's, it was built in the early 80s and it's still used today, still a good system. Um, it was developed for primarily for growers, um, but municipalities and even homeowners uh, can use CIMIS. And it's basically was built to help them improve their um, use of water, their irrigation. Um, CIMIS collects data, weather data. Uh, it calculates ETO, which is used for a, in a formula to identify uh, the amount of water that's needed for a, uh, you know, a given crop. Uh, there's some other things that go into that, but that's kind of the, um, the main uh, purpose of CIMIS. The, the data is free. You just have to sign up and get an account and you can download that data. Um, you can have that data emailed to you, or I think you can have it FTP'd. So it can actually move from their servers to um, a computer that you have. And then that calculation, you can, you can manipulate it however you want. So the downside to that is that Although it's great data and they have about 145 plus stations around the, the state, um, it, they represent different climates, okay? And it may not represent the, even the closest station to a grower may not represent what happens in that grower's field. Um, but let's say it does, let's say it's very representative of that field or that uh, vineyard or orchard um, and they collect that data. The challenge is then that the grower has to download that and then manipulate it and then uh, determine or run it through the formula to, to come up with an irrigation schedule. Um, if you're a small grower, that's probably pretty easy to do. Um, if you're a larger grower, that's a challenge because you, you know, there's, there may be a lot of, uh, a lot of acres to cover. Okay. Yeah. I, if I remember correctly, when you download data off of uh, the CIMIS website, it sends it in like a PDF spreadsheet. So I could definitely see how that would be challenging for growers dealing with a large amount of land compared to, uh, to smaller growers, especially yeah. if it's not, you know, offering everything they need. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, for, for some growers, it's probably perfect. And look, it was, it was perfect. And it was the only thing that growers had other than 
hey, guess what? Um, I'm in an irrigation district and water is being delivered today and I'm, I'm going to irrigate. Whether your plants needed it or not, people irrigated because that's when water got delivered. And it may be another uh, you know, two weeks or uh, three weeks before that delivery came again. And so you, you want to take that water because it's, it's available then and it may not be available in you know, another week or so. Okay. Steve, how have growers' weather data needs changed these days? Well, you know, as I said, it, the SIMA stations are, um, there's 145 plus, they're around and they don't represent all the, the, they don't represent, you know, all the acres that are being grown in California. And so a, a grower that maybe used SIMIS um, when they had 40 acres and it was great, maybe now they have 400 acres or 4,000 acres. But if you have that many acres, you have a lot of ground to cover. And you have to make those decisions right away on uh, when something needs to be irrigated, whether, and, and, and growers may have multiple crops, right? So uh, if, if you've got, um, let's just say you have all grapes, as that's the, the crop that I work with. So if you have all grapes, you may have different varieties of grapes, and it may, you may have some that are early, some that are late, and uh, those crops need um, irrigations or fertigations at different times. And so um, having that real-time data that represents your vineyards is, is really the easiest way to manage that many acres and actually see what's going on on that many acres with real-time data. And I think that's where the, the benefit of having your own weather station really comes in handy. So you'd say that a major reason for these changes might just a lot of it due to the expansion of vineyards over the years, not only them getting bigger, but moving to different parts of the state. Yeah, I mean, you know, different parts of the state, so different climates. So the weather stations, you know, we're, we're talking about weather stations and you think about weather, but they're also, they're really base stations that collect data, a lot of different types of data. So let's just say the grower has all their irrigations under control. They know how to irrigate. They've got that. They don't really need that. But maybe they have, um, let's say, four different varieties that have um, different susceptibilities to different diseases or pests. And so having that, um, that station that maybe uh, takes that weather data and turns it into some sort of model that tracks those pests over time then that's um, kind of where the additional value of having your own data that represents your vineyard comes in handy because then you can make real-time decisions um, for that particular vineyard, not only to manage its irrigation, um, but also to manage pests and diseases that may impact that, that uh, vineyard and, and a certain variety that you have. Okay. Steve, in a recent article you co-wrote for Progressive Crop Consultant magazine, uh, you mentioned that having a weather station in the vineyard can benefit, uh, like you said, those pesticide applications, uh, degree day and temperature modeling, chilling hours, and worker protection. Can you elaborate on the specific benefits that stations can provide to these? Yeah, so let's just take a couple of those. So like pesticide application. So when you're applying a pesticide, there are certain parameters that need to be taken into consideration. And one of those is wind speed and direction. And so um, an anemometer, which measures that, 
uh, comes in handy because if you're managing, let's just say you're managing a thousand acres and you've got a crew that's going to be applying um, a fungicide at a particular um, time of the year, um, you may have, you may have a, um, a vineyard that's next to a non-target site, the very, um, uh, what's the term that they use? It's a site that, that you just do not want pesticides to go there. So like a school, for example, uh, maybe a residential area. Um, so what's nice is you can actually look online if you had a weather station in your, um, in your vineyard and determine what the wind speed and direction is and see if there's a potential for uh, drift to happen that may um, be uh, in the same direction that the wind is moving to move that pesticide into the, the school area. And so prior to sending a crew out there, which can be expensive, you can actually take a look at it and say, okay, you know, right now we've got, we've got wind that's about 12 miles an hour, which doesn't sound like a lot, but it's in the direction, direct path of that school. And so we don't want to send, you know, four spray rigs out there and start applying pesticide and that uh, wind pick up even more, maybe to 15 or 20 miles an hour and move that pesticide uh, directly onto that school. That would be uh, in violation of, of the application. Um, and you would probably get, uh, the grower would probably get some sort of um, fine and certainly a, uh, um, a visit from the ag commissioner as a result of an application like that. So that's where um, uh, a, a weather station or a base station really comes in handy with respect to pesticide applications. Now let's take the next one that you discussed, which is um, degree days. That, that's, that's another great uh, use of, of weather stations or weather data and having that, that station actually in your, in your vineyard. So degree days are essentially a measure of temperature over a given time and with a given threshold. Um, so let's just take an example like uh, grapevine phenology. So phenology is the, basically the growth cycle of the grapevine. And so if we're thinking about uh, how we're going to use different crews, let's take, for example, our, our crews of, um, that are going to go apply pesticides. Setting, uh, understanding when things are going to happen in that vineyard is important. So grape phenology, again, is the the growth of that grapevine and understanding uh, the, the degree days. Um, you know, if we use a biofix of, of February 20th, and these, these degree day models have been um, developed by universities. So they're, they're really great tools. So let's take February 20th as our, as our biofix date or start date. And we wanna figure out what's happening through, that, through the season. So it takes about 150, 160 degree days just to get to bud break from our February start date. And, and bud break here in the valley, in the, the Fresno area, typically happens about March 15th, plus or minus a week. So you're, you're accumulating about 150 degree days over almost a month's time. And then our next, um, part of the grapevine cycle that happens is bloom. Well, bloom takes about 700 to 800 degree days. And bloom is an important time for grape growers because that's when you wanna 
apply certain pesticides or plant growth regulators. So knowing when that happens in the different varieties that you have, and if you have a thousand acres and four different varieties, then you can really set up the timing of where your crews are gonna be based on these degree days and, and get them ready and staged for those different applications. And then harvest is another big thing. So that's another 3,000 to uh, 3,500 degree days that are needed for, uh, for harvest, depending on variety. Varieties, they, you know, they, can, they can range anywhere from you know, 2,000 degree days to maybe 5,000 degree days. So those, those are two examples of um, using this weather data to help manage uh, a vineyard um, much better. And, and the same thing can go for an orchard or you know, any other crop. All these different types of models have been developed for, for a lot of the crops that we grow here in California. Okay. What about worker protection? You know, how does it, how do these base weather stations help the crews in the field too? So for like worker protection, um, you know, again, if we're talking about, um, uh, if we're talking about pesticides, you know, understanding inversion layers that's related to temperature, that's uh, kind of a worker safety issue. Cause again, you don't want uh, the, the movement of these pesticides from the target site to the, an off target site. Um, the other thing that can, uh, that in terms of worker protection is that you can set these um, weather stations for alarms. So different temperatures, you know, once we get to above 85 degrees, there's a certain um, thing that uh, uh, growers or, or farm labor contractors have to do for their, for their workers. We get above 95 degrees, you know, there's certain amount of, of timing in terms of breaks. So you can set these up for these alarms to go off to know when, um, when you've met those thresholds. And, and so then all of a sudden, then you can say, okay, we need to make sure that um, our people are getting their 15 minute breaks, making sure that they have water nearby, that they have shade covering nearby. So that way they're not exposed to these high temperatures um, and not uh, being hydrated enough to, to really withstand those temperatures over a, over a work day. Okay, thanks for that, Steve. We're gonna be right back after a word from our sponsors. Having problems with nematodes? Promax is your number one solution. Promax is a powerful fungicide nematicide that works to kill and control nematodes and soil-borne disease. Promax is a powerful and easy to use product in your fields. WaterRight Technologies is your source for this powerful solution. Visit wrtag.com promax for more information. Hi, we're back talking with Steve Vasquez, technical viticulturist for SunMay Growers, about weather station use in vineyards and how newly developed weather technologies provide beneficial insights to growers. Steve, my next question for you here is, how do better presentations of weather data help growers manage their vineyards more efficiently? You know, what tools can growers use to interpret this data as well? Yeah, good, uh, good question. So if we go back to the CIMIS data that we talked about at the beginning and how you have to download that and manipulate it yourself in a spreadsheet, and then um, once you've done that, then you have to put it in some sort of form. If you're not the person that's going to make the decision on that information, you have to put it in some sort of format that's going to get sent to someone else so they can understand what, they're, um, what they need to do next. Um, what, what's the action item? So what's, what's nice with having the weather station now in your own uh, vineyard is that 
manufacturers have made it have made it much easier, right? Technology has advanced such that um, now you can get an app on your phone. You can set up these different alarms. You can look at the data in different ways. You can um, save it and send it in different ways. And that makes that data uh, much easier to use and, and allows the grower to make those um, uh, decisions much more quickly than having to have a bunch of data, download it, manipulate it, figure out what you need to do with it and who's going to get it next. Now you can set these, um, the, the manufacturers have set up these uh, pieces of software, whether they're apps or, or um, on your computer, where you can decide who's going to get what and at what time. You know, maybe you have an irrigator that um, uh, starts at four in the morning and is running around to the five or 600 acres that you have and is, you know, making those decisions on when to turn it on. And, and maybe he's doing fertigations. And so you got to figure out, um, you know, all the fertilizer um, rates that need to go along with that irrigation. It just makes it much more easier for uh, for the grower to um Use that information, one, just get it and see it and then make a decision on it. It's just much easier. And, and, and if, it's, um, uh, if it's one of your people that doesn't, isn't tech savvy, it's very easy to put it in a format and send it to them so they can uh, do what they need to do with the information. I could see how these formats may vary based on the operations as well. You know, in your opinion, what would you say is maybe the easiest format to use or is it dependent on the operation or the grower? Yeah, I think it's dependent on the operation and the grower. So there's probably, I don't know, there's probably, there's got to be at least two dozen different manufacturers of, of base stations or weather stations that, that generate data, a variety of different types of data. Um, you know, anything from the climate data that we've talked about, um, you know, to, um, you know, there's uh, manufacturers that have developed uh, plant health data. And so, you know, that kind of gives you an idea of what's happening in the vineyard, where the growth is. You know, there's, a, there's a variety of, uh, of, um, of information that can be used to make better decisions in the in the vineyard these days and and so it depends on what the growers needs are or what he's trying to what he's trying to solve or or make easier um, as he as he farms you know any numerous numbers of acres and you mentioned there's a, a big variety of of products out there to choose which leads me to my next question how can growers go about choosing the best weather station for their vineyard? You know, what are the costs associated with either low or high end stations? Yeah. So probably the, the, you know, the best way to figure out what type of weather station or base station is, is good for you as a grower is probably to determine what, what questions are you trying to answer or what are you trying to make easier? So, um, you're farming, you know, your thousand acres in, in a much uh, better way and saving, saving time and money. I mean, essentially that's what the, the end result is for these, uh, for these base stations, right. Is to, is to make better decisions and save time and money. Hmm. So, I mean, I would talk to certainly, you know, look at uh, all the manufacturers that are out there. I'd talk to definitely talk to other growers and um, figure out, what um, uh, what manufacturer they're using, uh, 
uh, and what, why they got it, why they, why did they decide on that particular manufacturer? Um, you know, cause someone who's farming 40 acres may choose one manufacturer over someone who's uh, farming 4,000 acres. And it may be based on, uh, the, uh, the way those machines talk to each other and how that data gets pulled down and then how it gets, how it can get sent out to maybe multiple irrigators, irrigators versus maybe one, or maybe, maybe just the grower who's the, you know, the sole uh, consumer of the, of the data. Um, you know, visit with manufacturers, you know, the, the different ag shows, um, once we get back to face-to-face -face, um, meetings and, and, and ag shows, you know, go talk to those manufacturers, um, visit with them, see what their offerings are. The technology is changing very quickly. And so, um, you know, what, what they presented uh, today, you know, six months, a year from now, it could be very different, much easier to use. They may have some additional offerings and the price, uh, the price may uh, come down. In, in terms of price, they're, they're, they can be all over the board. I mean, they can be from anywhere from, you know, $400 up to, you know, $4,000 a station. It, it just depends on what that grower needs and what they're trying to, uh, what they're trying to answer. I'd ask a lot of questions too, of both, you know, the, the growers that you talk to and of the manufacturers and then, you know, narrow it down, talk to the people that are going to be using it in, in your operation and uh, see what they're comfortable with. Um, and, and they may have some additional uh, questions or uh, some insights on how uh, the vineyard operates that, um, you know, maybe one manufacturer uh, is, does a better job of, you know, X, Y, Z, um, data than, than another. So I think those are the kind of the, the points that I would, uh, share with growers to make those decisions on, on what they're going to purchase. Yeah. And I would assume it's definitely, like you said, a little more difficult right now to really get all the answers. You know, growers get a lot of that information from going to these conferences, talking to the yes. booths, et cetera, et cetera. And, not being able to do that, you know, some people might be a little lost. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. You know, another resource would be, um, um, their, their PCA, their CCA, um, the, uh, university extension service. I would, uh, certainly use them as resources for understanding, better understanding these, uh, weather stations, base stations and, and the, the types of data that gets pulled because all those, all those uh, different groups are also using these uh, technologies as well. So they'll have some good insights on, on um, you know, what works for them and what might work for the grower. Definitely. Well, Steve, you've covered a lot, certainly, but my last question, you know, do you have any other advice that you would give growers looking to implement a weather station in their vineyard? You know, here's, here's uh, one thing we haven't covered. One of the most important things that probably a grower could do, um, whether they're, they're going to be the, the sole consumer of the, uh, of the data or someone within their organization is going to be the person that, that um, looks at that data on a daily or weekly basis, get educated. You, you, the grower really needs to, or the, the person that's going to be touching that weather station on a daily or weekly basis needs to get familiar with it, ask a lot of questions, and um, spend a lot of time with the manufacturer reps and make sure that you have a, a great understanding of, 
um, how the weather station or base station works and how it's going to work for you once you've purchased it. Um, you know, they often offer classes or, um, you know, you can make uh, phone calls or jump online with uh, their, their tech people and really get some good insights on how to manipulate that data and use it for yourself. If you're going to jump into um, purchasing these stations, then you need to spend the time to educate yourself on how to use them and make them um, make them work for you. Because essentially that's uh, at the end of the day, you're trying to um, spend those dollars wisely and um, save some dollars and some time by, um, by bringing those types of technologies into your organization. Definitely. And, you know, you're not going to know how to use it unless, unless you truly get down and dirty and, and really learn the intricacies of those, of those newer products. Yeah. Wow. It's just like, it's just like the zoom call that we're on, right? You know, how, uh, how much did we know about it a year ago? Very little. How much do people know about it now? They're much better than they are just a year ago because they're, they're constantly looking at it and, and looking at all the bells and whistles that it, that it offers. Right. And zoom actually has gotten better from just a year ago. So there's sure. a lot more, a lot more offerings. The same thing with these weather stations. There's a lot more offerings um, season after season. Definitely. Well, Steve, thank you for coming on today and talking about, you know, how to implement these weather stations and the benefits some of these newer technologies can provide to growers in the vineyard. We appreciate you coming on today. Thanks for having me. It's uh, been a great discussion. This is Taylor with My Ag Life signing off. Thanks for listening. Subscribe for updates on new episodes, exclusive content, and more at myaglife.com.